Hey, good morning, good Friday. Not first Friday, a.k.a. Thursday, but second Friday, a.k.a. real Friday. And this morning, first thing on my mind, the very first thing I thought of waking up today is Brad Pitt's disease. (laughs) I started thinking about Brad Pitt's disease, and I'm sure this has come up on here before. But a couple years ago, you know, I found out that Brad Pitt claims to have this disease where he can't recognize people's faces. He can't remember people's faces after he meets them. And from the first time I heard that, the only time I've heard that, I don't know how many times this has come up in the news, but there was it was there were headlines about it. Like Brad Pitt has a disease where he can't remember people's faces. And and from the time I heard it, I was like that is amazing because it's the perfect cover. You have to figure Brad Pitt is one of the most famous human beings in the entire world. And he's got people coming up to him all the time. I mean, this guy has millions of people giving him attention, but also wanting attention in return. And not just fans, but there's so many people in that industry, I'm sure, who maybe worked with Brad Pitt once. Maybe some assistant producer. He's probably got people coming up to him all the time. Brad, you know. Probably happens all the time. And the ultimate cover is just to be like, oh, sorry, I don't remember people. I have a disease where I don't remember people's faces. I have a disease where I don't know who you are. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just the perfect backstory. It's the perfect cover. And I don't think it's an asshole move. I don't think that's a dick move. I think if you're in that position, I think you kind of have to invent some kind of disease. Otherwise, people have some sort of story. Because, I mean, that people love to have a story about a celebrity or famous person doing something shitty. I mean, sometimes people will tell a story about someone doing something good. If it was personal, if it was direct, if it happened directly to them. Like, it's like, oh, I was a waiter at Applebee's and uh, Samuel L. Jackson came in and, uh, you know, he gave me a, a $300,000 tip. You know, that kind of story, you'll tell somebody that story, but if that happened to your friend, you're less likely to tell it, and if uh, he did something shitty, if he did something shitty to, like, your friend's friend's uncle's cousin, you know, that sort of thing, you're more likely to tell that story, whereas the more removed you get from the positive interaction, the less likely you are to tell it. Whereas if it's a negative story, doesn't matter how many degrees away from it are, you might tell it. Uh, and I still have this memory of, you know, my friend Nick and I, we were in our hometown just looking for a local bar. This is probably a, maybe a decade ago. I don't know when. It was quite a while ago. We were just looking for a local bar to drink at. The two of us had never really drank. I mean, he had, but we like we had never found a spot together locally just to drink and uh we ended up finding this hole-in-the-wall bar called Emerald Gardens. It was, I think, attached to a Chinese restaurant, and it was filled with old people. And we, the second we walked in, we knew we had found the right place. And we sat down, and everybody kind of eyeballed us because we were out of place. You know, we were like 30 years younger than the probably the closest person. Everybody was at least in their 50s, but up through their 70s. And we just listened to them talking, and they were just sitting there at the bar, and they were talking about celebrities, which is perfect. Like, listening to old people talk about celebrities in only the way that older generations can talk about celebrities. 
because yeah, we still talk about celebrities. We still talk about celebrities, but there's just a different tone to it. And the best example is heights. Because they started getting into actors' heights. And this guy at the end of the bar was like talking about Pierce Brosnan. Like somebody was talking about Pierce Brosnan. And they were talking about how tall he is, which I don't know that he's very tall, but they were talking about his height nonetheless. And I do remember someone said they were like, you know, Pierce Brosnan. And I mean, it's just amazing that people were even talking about Pierce Brosnan. You know, of course, he's famous, but it's just the fact that these old people are sitting at a bar talking about Pierce Brosnan's height. And one of them mentioned, like, you know, Pierce Brosnan has a a clause written into his contracts when he does movies that says that he can't, he doesn't have to show his, his bare legs because he has skinny legs. He doesn't want people to see his skinny legs, which I don't know if that's true, but that's that's the great kind of uh, gossip, you know, that people can probably disprove now. But you don't look that up in your phone. You don't you don't Google that. You don't Google that. You just let that sit. You just let that stand. You don't overrule that. You don't you don't try to disprove that when you hear it. Because you know that guy heard it from somebody else. And even if he didn't, even if that guy who said that, that Pierce Brosnan has a, a, a clause written into his movie contracts where he doesn't have to show his skinny legs, like even if that guy is a liar who made that up on the spot, that is great in and of itself. That is creativity. Uh, but you know that guy heard it from somebody, and maybe it's true. You know, I'm almost tempted to look it up. I'm tempted to look it up because I'm still going to believe it even if I can't find any proof, or even if something says it's not true. Brad Pitt has a disease where he can't remember people's faces. Pierce Brosnan has a disease where his legs are almost cartoon-like skinny, you know, like sticks. Old stick legs Brosnan. But but yeah, they were also talking about uh, heights, and they were talking about, they were like, well, how tall is Pierce Brosnan? Something like that. And then another guy butted in where he's like, you know, there's this other actor who, Irish American, or, or Irish, I think, I think he just said Irish, Irish actor, Irish kid, uh, 6'3", said it like that. He, and, and and I don't know who he was talking about. I, my friend and I afterward, I was like, who is he talking about? And he's like, I think Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't know if that's true. I'm not even familiar enough to say. I don't. Is he Irish? Is he six three? But he referred to somebody as a kid. But we realized. I mean, this guy was old. So of course, some actor who's like in his forties or even fifties might be a kid to him. Uh, you know. But just the fact that they were like trading facts about actors' heights, which is really old school. You know. That's why I like that. That's why that's that's why you know that's an authentic old people bar. Because people used to talk about other people's kids that way. Like, they would go to family reunions and come back and be like, yeah, you know, my cousin Sally, uh, her son in Iowa, 6'3". You know, they would they would don't care about, you know, what these people are doing with their lives. They care about heights. It's, it's interesting. What's interesting to them is somebody's physical presence. And height is a big one. And people have always talked about that with celebrities. Like, oh, Tom Cruise stands on a stool. You know, oh, did you know he's really short? Do you know Tom Cruise is five foot one? You know, there's those sorts of things. But I just loved these old people were trading facts about actors' heights. And just the one Irish, Irish kid, 6'3". 
Um, but then they, but just my point, the reason I'm even bringing this up is then they moved into negative. <laughs> they moved into the negative zone. And this one guy, he's like, oh, I've got a, I've got a cousin in LA. And, you know, she used to, in the eighties, you know, she used to hang around the same circles as Sly Stallone. And this guy actually did have that kind of accent. I think he was a Jewish guy from the East Coast, and he was he was a snowbird. He was talking about how he's like, "Oh, tomorrow I got a I got a plane to San Diego. I'm gonna spend the winter." Uh, but he was talking about his cousin in L.A. in the '80s. He's like, "Yeah, my cousin in L.A. She used to hang around the same circles as Sly Stallone." And, he, and then he paused and he goes, "I heard they called him Ego Stallone. Ego Stallone, which that does sound made up on the spot." Like, as if all these people in L.A. were just like, yeah, let's, he's such an asshole. Oh, he's got such a big ego. What do we call him? Ego Stallone. I hear they call him Ego Stallone. It's like no creativity whatsoever. <laughs> ego Stallone. But it was just funny how it turned into this, it just turned into this gossip turned into these negative nicknames. Ego Stallone, behind his back. It would just break Sly Stallone's heart to find out that people he knew in the 1980s called him Ego Stallone. Maybe he came up with that name himself. When the guy in the bar I was at, when he brought that up, maybe he was, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't know that that was actually a a self, uh, a self, prescribed nickname by Sly Stallone. I hear they call him Eyeball Stallone. I hear they call him Muscle Stallone. I don't know. But uh, the Brad Pitt disease, I'm not done with the Brad Pitt disease because that's just so funny to me. Just Just giving yourself such an out for when people come up to you being like, Brad, Brad, remember me? I'm Sam. I was the best boy on in Fight Club. You know, whatever it is people say to him. I'm sure he gets all kinds of things. Just to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't recognize faces. I have a disease where I don't recognize faces. Because to me, that's on the same level as being... It's like a kid saying, like, I've got a disease where I can't do my homework. I've got a disease where the only thing I can eat is pizza. To me, that's on the same level. It's just some like really stupid excuse, but it's a good one. I've got a disease that means uh, I don't have to listen to my mom and I can just play Nintendo all day. I've got a disease where I can't remember you peons' faces. But uh, maybe he, maybe it's real. You know, maybe it is real. Maybe Brad Pitt legitimately doesn't remember people's faces because I do understand a certain dissociation I feel like over time over the years I've developed a slight dissociation when it comes to people's faces because I've always been very good like as a kid I was always very good at remembering faces and names to the point where somebody could have been like I used to look through my sister's yearbooks and they fascinated me and this was long before I was old enough to have yearbooks and, you know, be in junior high and high school. And I used to look through her yearbooks and I was just utterly fascinated at who are these people? They seem so much older than me and they seem cool and, and they just 
their faces and their names. That alone was fascinating to me. And uh, then so every once in a while, though, like we would be picking my sister up somewhere and I would see somebody walk by who I had seen in the yearbook and I'd never seen in person before. And I would be like, oh, that's them. That's Joe. <laughs> and it's not like I sat there memorizing all these faces and names, but some of them just stuck out because they were like celebrities to me. Older kids like the, my sister's peers were like celebrities to me. Uh, but but uh, so I, I was very sharp at remembering faces and names, even if people I had never met, just these these faces in a yearbook. But I have found that over the years, you know, you're getting older, you're getting older, you're in your mid 30s. That's when your mind starts to go, oh, what's it like to be old? Does that make you feel old? You know, I, I try to avoid that. I know despite whatever I've done in earlier years to damage my brain, which must have had an impact. That must have had an impact, but that said, you know, I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, I'm, I'm almost 35 years old. In, in a month, I'll be 35 years old. Uh, come here and ask me, sit on my lap and ask me what it's like to be old. You know, I don't, I don't like that sort of thing. Oh, I just found out Macaulay Culkin is uh, 40 years old. Doesn't that make you feel really old? Oh, I just found out that... Uh, uh, <laughs> I just found out that uh, that Nirvana was formed 40 years ago, 30, 33 years ago. That makes me feel old, no, but uh, uh, what was the point? Um, yeah, I, I guess I just, I have developed, I, I've developed Brad Pitt disease. That's what I'm. That's what I'm coming to here. I think that I'm developing Brad Pitt's disease because I find that it's a little harder to remember faces and names. And it's not like I'm have. It's not like I have dementia, but I, I'm finding that whereas that used to be so easy for me to recall, I used to be. I feel like I was an encyclopedia. Like I have old friends, childhood friends, who could say, "Hey, do you remember this kid?" And they would give me a little context, They're like what was his name, and I would be the one who could tell them. I mean, last night I was talking to my friend Miles, and we were talking about something from like 15 years ago, and I couldn't remember the name of our old weed dealer, this weed dealer we had for a little while, and I just couldn't remember his name, and he was able to remember it eventually, but that's that's not like me. That's not me, guys. I would be able to remember that normally. The fact that I couldn't remember that guy's name is weird, because I have, I'm developing Brad Pitt disease. Because I wonder if Brad Pitt would say his disease also goes with names. Like if somebody comes up to Brad Pitt and he doesn't recognize or remember their face, because we already know he, his disease doesn't allow him to recognize people, would he then know who they were if they said their name? Like, hey Brad, I'm, I'm George Clooney, remember? And it's like, oh, no, I don't remember you. That'd be really funny if you found out that Brad Pitt didn't even remember his friends. <laughs> like, George, you found out George Clooney goes up to Brad Pitt and, like, the disease is so bad he doesn't even recognize George Clooney. Doesn't recognize Jennifer Aniston anymore. Doesn't, whatever her name is, Jen, uh, whatever his, I guess Jennifer Aniston was his girlfriend. I know a little bit. I know a little bit about these people's lives. Um... But yeah, I think I'm developing Brad Pitt disease too. <laughs> it's very convenient. Uh, 
but yeah, being able to remember people's names, like, cause I'm the kind of person it's selective, you know, where there could be some kid who I had one class with in seventh grade and then he moved to another town and I never saw him ever again or heard any reference to him yet. I can remember his first and last name. But yet there are people who were way more important who kind of end up, you know, drifting into this gray mist. And I'd like to interview Brad Pitt about this. I don't think enough attention has been given to his disease. I think we need him to be a vocal champion. I think we need him to be an advocate and speak more. Speak more about all of this, about everything he goes through, about what life is like to not know who anybody is. And I'd ask him, uh, you know, is it like, uh, you know, when you see somebody's face, is it more like a gray mist or a black hole? Do you see a, a gray mist, a, a gray mist surrounding their head? And you just can't see the face through the mist? Or is it like a cyclone? Is it like a tornado? Is their head a giant tornado just spinning around? Or is it just, or do you just feel totally detached from what a human face is? <coughs> Excuse me. Do you feel? Is it like a sneeze when someone comes up to you? Is it is it almost like they're the human embodiment of a sneeze? Uh, but uh, but yeah, for me personally, though, it's like you know, I don't think I really have Brad Pitt disease. I'll just say that. I'll retract that. I'll reel that in. But I do find that it's. More often, I detach myself from what a human face even is, especially the nose. Because we really take for granted the fact that we are drawn to human faces and we recognize them as our own. We process human faces without any hesitation. And we're just like, that's a face and I'm, she's pretty. Oh, that person's ugly. You know, whatever it is, you know, you just have some sort of instantaneous uh, ability to process. You have, a, you have an ability to process faces instantaneously and categorize them. But sometimes I'll look at people, and the nose in particular is one of those ones where sometimes when I'm kind of dissociated from what a human face is, I'm like, oh, it's really weird how you have this breathing apparatus that sticks out the way it does and goes down part of someone's face to suck in air and that we then rate that based on how attractive we find it. You know, it's got to be the right size. It can't be too big. And if it's too small, that's a little weird too. Although we don't seem to judge small noses as much as we do big noses. Like you very rarely hear somebody say, yeah, she has a little nose too. You hear people say all the time, oh yeah, she's got a big nose, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's an Irish actor. There's an Irish kid. He's an Irish actor. His nose is six foot three. Uh, no, but uh, you don't tend to evaluate small noses as much. You might notice it, but you're less likely to really judge it. Whereas a big nose is, you know, a statement. It requires a statement from you. Where you're like, I just want to acknowledge that I realize that person has a big nose. And I may or may not like it. Some people like a big nose. There are some, some noses are good. Some big noses are good. But not all the time, not often really even. And small noses, I don't know, it's like anime noses or something. 
You have an anime nose. And people, of course, are constantly getting surgeries to make their noses smaller. And very rarely does someone say, yeah, that nose is too small. It's only bad when you know that they butchered it. It's only bad when you know they've gone through enough plastic surgery. I just thought of a stupid joke, too, where it's like, oh, the reason Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt doesn't have a disease. The reason he can't recognize anybody's faces is because they've all had plastic surgery since he last saw them. That's what happens when you're in Hollywood. You can't remember what your friends look like because they're getting plastic surgery all the time. But a small nose, and I don't know. I, I think the nose for whatever is the focal point. It's the point of dissociation for me where the more that I focus on a nose, the less likely I am to see a face as, you know, subjectively human. And I just start to see a face for what it is, which is a very strange thing. And the fact that I evaluate this thing as attractive or unattractive just adds to that strangeness. And I, I don't go around like this all the time. It's just little moments. And I wonder if Brad Pitt goes through this. I wonder if Brad Pitt's disease not only makes it difficult to recognize a face, but makes him dissociate from a face as well. I'd like to talk to Brad Pitt about the human nose. I'd like to talk to Brad Pitt about actors' heights. Brad Pitt, five foot three. <laughs> Brad Pitt, you know, you know, he's seven foot eight. There's an actor, uh, an American actor, Brad Pitt, seven foot eight. There is sort of a sweet spot because people always talk about heights being important. It's like, oh, you know, an, an actor who's too short has to stand on a wooden box. He has to have lifts. We call them Tom Cruise lifts. You got to put some of those Tom Cruise lifts in your shoes. You know, you think about actors needing to pretend to be taller and how it's, you know, a detriment to someone's career to be too short. It's a limitation. But you think about being too tall. Nobody talks about being too tall. Where if you're seven foot five, you're not going to get a leading man role. Man role. You're not going to get a leading man role. You're not, though. You're probably less likely to be a leading man than a really short person because there's not much you can do with a tall person. Oh, you're going to have to be on your knees. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to try to make a tall person smaller, whereas I guess sometimes it's worth trying to make a short person taller. But it is funny to me where it's like people, people act like being short is more of a detriment when it's like, no, being really tall is career suicide. And you have no choice. You can't do anything about it. That's why you got to be like Daniel Day-Lewis and be 6'3". Again, I don't know if that's who they were talking about. That's, that's who my friend thought they were talking about. Because we know they weren't talking about some obscure actor. You know, they weren't talking about some indie actor who nobody had ever heard of. Like, to them, some new kid on the scene would have been Daniel Day-Lewis, I imagine. But, you know, think about Brad Pitt disease. Just think about, you know, convenient illness. It's a convenient illness to have. Where it's like, oh, you know, I, 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 don't, rem I don't remember my anniversary. Oh, sorry, wife. Sorry, wife. 
I don't remember my I don't remember our anniversary. I got a I got a disease. I got a disease that means like I can't remember our anniversary. You can come up with all kinds of stupid like 1950s stand-up comedian jokes with that. Oh, I don't I don't remember my kids' birthdays. It's weird. I, I got this disease and the only name I can remember is the the hot blonde waitress from the diner from the club. I only remember the names of blondes with cup-sized double D, DD. I only remember blondes with DDs. <laughs> I only remember the breast size of women I see. I don't remember the name. All I can remember is is how big the breasts are. It's called Brad Pitt disease. <laughs> Uh, but I like that, you know, who knows, I, I've never done any follow-up onto this, I've never done any further research into, like, whether or not there's an actual diagnosis, like, if this thing has a name, I've never read up on it further to see if it is something that Brad Pitt continues to talk about, or if it was just one interview where he dropped it, because I heard it once, I saw an article about it once years ago, and ever since then, it really captivated my imagination, it's my, it's his best work. You know, I'm not exactly a Brad Pitt fan. I have no, I have no problem with Brad Pitt, uh, but uh, you know, I'm not exactly a Brad Pitt follower. I don't follow his work, but to me, that statement is his best work. Saying that he has a disease that prevents him from remembering people and their faces, recognizing their faces, that to me is some of his greatest work. That's what his career t- to me revolves around. That and. Uh, you know, it's something that you can use. I think you should try to find strange, obscure diseases that you might have that just coincidentally give you an out. That just coincidentally allow you to just put your hands up and say, oh, I have a disease, so I don't have to do that. I have a disease that means that, oh, I, I don't have to, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, whatever it is that makes your life easier. Because we need, you think about diseases making your life more difficult, right? A disease slows your life down. It's an obstacle. But what about a disease that makes your life significantly easier? Seems like Brad Pitt found that. And maybe you can induce that, uh, you know, maybe you can induce that disease yourself. Maybe you can almost opt in. You can be like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to hit myself in the head with a hammer in the right spot so that I stop recognizing people's faces. You know, maybe that's what Brad Pitt did. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I've always been amused by it. And I wish I would have known this back when I went into that hometown old people bar. Because I think they would have been fascinated by this little piece of information. Although probably not. They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Brad Pitt. Is not remembering faces. What are you talking about? We're talking about active heights here. We're talking about heights. We're talking about ego Stallone here. You're talking about this kid, Brad Pitt, not remembering a face. It would have been fun. I wish I would have known then what I know now.
land is mine God gave this land to me This brave, this golden land to me And when the morning sun Reveals her hills and plains I see a land where children can run free 